0: Hey, hey yo! It's your boy Sam, Duke. It's your man Tell Mikel.
1: It's your boy Warren P.
0: And you are listening to another great episode of You Good, You good, bro? Hey, man, look, I gotta, I gotta be honest with y'all today. Today is a very emotional day for me. I, I put my my children on the school bus today, man. Oh my god! <laughs> I put my What's my up? kid. My kids on a school bus and I was telling Warren earlier, uh it it was just the it was the weirdest thing because they just grow so fast. And you, you 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 remember when they was just born, right? And you didn't necessarily you hadn't seen you, you just didn't see this coming. Let's put it this way. You didn't see it coming as fast as it came. And it was crazy because I put them on the bus, they didn't even look back, bro.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's right, that is independent,
0: right? R- I didn't even look back. I was, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was, I was a little, I felt a certain type of way. <laughs> You're a little,
2: uh, little, little smoldering,
0: uh, <laughs> <bruh>. <laughs> And so, so I walked away. I walked away. Uh, I mean, the bus pulled off, I didn't walk away. The bus, pulled yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it funny because I think my, my wife was already like kind of you know tearing up or whatever. Yeah. And she asked me, she was like, Are you crying? You know, and I was like. God damn it! I am crying.
1: (laughs)
2: My boy was in the moment.
0: I was I I was caught up in the moment, man. Yeah, you love them babies. I
2: (laughs) I I recall that. I remember, uh, and I did. I tried to tough through it too. (laughs) Did did you? My my throat was so tight, bro. I could barely breathe.
0: Me, I I tried. I didn't even. To be honest with you, Mikael, it was one of those experiences where I didn't realize I was crying until my wife said something.
2: Wow. Like
0: I didn't know like like it was like a like my I was trying to, from my standpoint like I told it, my kids was like you're going to be the first one crying when we get on that school. <laughs> they they both said it. you're going to be the first one crying and and I turned around and it's just like my eyes were just watering, bro. And I was just like this is it, it's like my body knew like hey, it, your, your kids kids are going
2: that's what, that's what crying is. It's the release yeah. of endorphins into your system to uh, to alleviate the stress. Because, I mean, you, we're charged with protecting our kids and we're putting them on a bus full of other kids. You don't know what kind of, you know, kind of background those kids have with a stranger right. that you've never <laughs> rolled in a car with before. you just like, hey, take, and there's no seatbelts, so take my kids.
0: Man, what? And no seatbelts? They... It, it, I don't know, man. It was
1: just hey, it, the bus was like Lord of the Flies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trust me, man. I I I understand that. Like I remember some really crazy things happening on the school bus back back when I was young. That man. part,
2: that part.
0: But yeah, Same I mean, but, uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, mm. I, <laughs> I I think you know when we talk about emotional burdens, that was just my emotional burden for today, mm. and. And I think, you know, our, our conversations today is going to be surrounding, you know, the the, the different types of emotional burdens that men kind of come face to face with that, you know, I mean, just people come face to face with, but we, we're going to speak from a man's perspective about different things that we've we've encountered and different, you know, mental burdens that we've kind of taken. Well, are these life burdens that end up potentially maybe being mental burdens or what all those type of things that we kind of carry. And so we just wanted to start off by saying, you know, that's what we're talking about today. That's what our, our discussion is about. Uh, who Who would like to uh, jump in and first discuss things that life throw at us?
1: Um, First, I would like to just discuss how being a man, well, let me not even say being a man, being a person uh, who looks out for a lot of people and i don't mean financially i mean like emotional being that person that people can talk to a person that people can trust a person that you know they can call you for being uplifted or if they're going through a difficult time they know you'll be there for them uh how that is a gift and a curse at times um i know a lot of us want to be the best man we can be And being the best man is different for each individual. For me, you know, mostly I know my background. lost my mom at an early age. Father wasn't in the best of spirits. We butted heads for a very long time. So I had my big brother who's always been there for me. So for me growing up, it was how my older brother looked out for me. That's how I wanted to be with any family member, any friend. I wanted to pay back uh, all the love that he showed me to the rest of the world. That's what determined to me as being like a great man, a great person. But with that, though, there are a lot of challenges that comes with that. And uh, we'll dive into a little bit later, but that's just my perspective. Let Mikael speak.
2: Brother, I was completely in, you know, into what you said. I was like, okay, his architect was his brother and his brother has always been there i'm just like but well, what did, how did how does that articulate to how you experience the world like if you if your brother was there for you in the face of what we i call chaos you know you going back and forth with your pops what does that mean from your perspective like are you do you find yourself in the middle of chaos trying to mediate um, or trying to be that guy <laughs> that people call to solve
1: no i guess you can say that because um take it before my mother got sick my brother And my dad used to butt heads all the time. So I saw my mom be a mediator between the two.
2: Mm.
1: And when she passed, it got even, of course, it got even a lot worse between the two. They had went years without talking to each other at a certain Mm. point. And I would always be like the middle person to communicate on each side. I remember times when my brother, like, say he would leave the house. And my dad would be like, uh, "If he comes over here, don't let him in." Wow! And you know, I'm a young child, so I'm put in the middle of: Do I keep my brother outside the house, or right. do I have to deal with my dad if I bring my brother back inside the house? Well, that so, that
0: that fucks with you as a, as a kid, man. That gives you that would give me problems. I don't know about you, they that would give me real issues. That's unfair.
2: Yeah.
0: Of
1: and, and, and it was, like, I can remember a time um, my brother and my dad got into it. He, quote, unquote, kicked him out. And my brother came back to the house, and I was like, yo, I can't let you in. He's like, but bro, I'm hungry. Now, I remember making him food and handing it to him outside because it was just like I didn't know what to do. But I couldn't let my brother starve. I knew, you know, he had a place where he could stay, possibly. But, you know, I was doing the best I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, my brother was kinda my protector in the house of my dad. If he went around and I had to deal with my dad, like when my brother moved, it was just what well, went off into the navy, it was, you know, me and Pop's button heads all the time. That's uh it's a lot of stories <laughs> there. But <laughs> that's a that's a topic for another day. But um, in regards to me just saying the whole that kind of prepped me. Like being there for my brother and my dad after my mom passed. Because, you know, to them, it's like, you remind me so much of your mom. So that, you add that combination along with, you know, my, me trying to pay homage to my brother for him looking out for me and protecting me in certain situations. As I grew older, I did that with, with everybody. Um, seeing death at an early age, I always wanted to speak life into people. Because you never know when death will come knocking at your door. So sure. I wanted you to know, hey, we going to speak life. If death comes, it comes. But until it comes, I'm going to speak life into your situation. I'm going to speak life into your issue. Like if somebody could tell me, you know, they have stage four cancer. I'm always going to be on the side of, hey, we can fight through this. And if death comes, it comes. But until then, we keep fighting. I'm I'm optimistic. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of weird seeing death at an (laughs) early age. But for me, it's just like, hey, I seen my mom fight for two years straight and maybe lost confidence one or two times. But until she was incoherent, she believed that she was going to get out that situation. So who am I, even though it didn't work out, to not hold that same fight and have that same attitude, I mean, so, it's,
2: uh, well, I was going to say it, it's nothing wrong with honoring your mother's fight, you know, by by, you know, and we take from our parents. Right. We take we learn how to face life through some of the challenges our parents face. And it's like. Even if you're paying into the system with the positive message as a therapist, I can tell you that that takes a toll on you when you when you're the caregiver, uh, there's a heavier toll that you feel kind of guilty even dealing with it you're like well hell i'm not the one with stage four so how why am i sitting up here feeling some type of weight let me just keep paying into it like how are you taking care of yourself independent of you speaking life and other people like how do you who fills your cup when you're pouring in other people
1: right now um my wife i'm blessed to have her um and I've always um taken, I guess, loving love and feeling better about myself by I hate to sound cliche, by helping others. I mean that 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 pours into me. It it takes away, <laughs> but it, it it pours into me as well by when you hear when you stuck with somebody through a difficult time. And they say to you afterwards, like, I really don't know where I'd be at if I didn't have you by my side or when shit looked dark, you know, I could call you and I could feel for a brief moment, feel better about my situation. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like how we went last week when you played a message from Mark and I ain't going to front. I was teary eyed because... You know, that's just one person. But if I reach one person and, and, and it made a change in their life in some way for the positive, I've done my job. All the work was and sacrifices was worth it. Not trying to sound like no superhero okay. or anything, but that's just how I feel.
0: Okay, let's 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 because I, I I resonate with what you're saying. Like, I think I'm one of those people as well. I mean, I'm sure Mikkel is, is one of those people as well. Like, we're we're type of people that people come to. With problems, you know, issues, you know, sometimes it's not people that are close to us. For Mikhail, I'm sure sometimes it's total strangers, you know. Um, yeah. but I would say, like, when Mikhail was asking, like, how do you pour back into yourself? When you said, like, yeah, but doing that for other people pours back into me, I was just like, man, I I I want to say, I want to call it bullshit, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to call it bullshit because I have a wife and I know how my wife, like she, she married me knowing that I was that person. Right. Mm-hmm. But as I, you know, she gets to see me during my quiet moments. She kind of gets to see me when all of those things that are going on with myself and other people are weighing down on me. And. She sometimes has to be the one to be like, yo, that's not your problem. You know what I'm saying? That's not your issue. That, you know, you gotta, you, you, you gotta not necessarily you can be there for somebody without holding on to everything that they got going on, right? And and I think uh Mikhail is the one that told me this. It's just, it was like it was like uh sometimes you you you're you're taking people's burdens, but you gotta know how to carry them. If you don't know how to carry them, they can overtake you. And I'm just saying, like, how do you make sure that they don't overtake you? You know, the things that you have going on or the things that other people have going on to bring it to, to you. How do you make sure those type of things don't overtake you?
1: Um, To be honest, it's, it's, it's a two part answer. Uh, <laughs> weed. Uh, <laughs> when it gets worse, weed uh sorry for the listeners but when he travels I mean, to I mean, other states I mean, gives me a common effect and um mentally um like i said I, i'm wired a little crazy uh if it if it doesn't kill me like if it doesn't like hurt me physically I know that I can battle through it. I can overcome it. I'm a one I'm one of those people who are very optimistic. Like, okay, yeah, I feel sad now because I'm discussing it with this uh individual. But I know I'll get through it. It's not even happening to me. And I know this person will get through it. Like that's my attitude and, and it keeps me, it keeps me grounded. It doesn't make me feel as if i'm going through too much now i i can say there's one point in life to whereas like my wife really really had to like step in and be that shoulder i could lean on and cry like she's like my wife has seen me cry i'm a cryer. i I have no issue with crying uh r.i.p to dmx dmx when i was a child i seen him cry on stage and i thought he was the realest n-word walking <laughs> so to see him cry, and I looked at him as like a superhuman, uh, a thug, a gangster, all that, and could cry in front of crowd of ten thousand plus. It it gave me the empowerment that you know what, Warren, it's okay to cry. Like if you need to release that, but get back to your shit right after you cry. Though. <laughs> so for to go back to the time that you know, I I, I was almost broken down by trying to quote unquote uh be a hero i don't know if anybody watches all american but i have a lot of spencer in me yeah uh, (laughs) we've talked about the show yeah we talked about spencer man that that's (laughs) it like like i i I have some of that in me but um situation my my brother was going through it uh like life actions i won't put all this business out there um a close a close friend of mine had passed and um Before he passed, it was right before, it was right after um, he passed two or three months after Kobe died. And for people that know me, like Kobe Bryant was my favorite player of all time. Like after Kobe died, I couldn't watch basketball for like three or four months because it it hurt too much to watch. So when I'm having a conversation with my friend, um, we talked about it and he had said to me, you know, if anything happens to me, look out for my family, be there for my family. And I say the same thing to him in reverse unknowingly he passed shortly after so you combine my brother going through his stuff and mind you my brother's my hero then you add on my friend passed who has kids had a wife and later during that process of trying to be there for everybody like i'm i'm having conversations with my brother like two to three hours Fearing like the worst of worst can happen with him every day. Uh, then with uh, my friend's widower, just seeing somebody that had the rest of their life plan with somebody else going through it, still having to raise kids and, and, and trying to battle that and, and being, being there for her. Then my best friend, his father died. So, gotta be there for my mans too and it was like in late december where i'm i'm smoking i'm looking outside the window and i just my wife could hear me crying like what's wrong what's Mm -hmm. wrong and i'm just like man i I feel bad because i don't have like the energy to give everybody what i feel they deserve Cause then you'll have, you know, other other people with their issues and you just want to be there. But it's just like your heart, your heart just starts to like cry anytime you get a phone call. Cause mind you, I still have in the back of my head, like, yo, my brother, you know, he's really going through it. Hmm. But I gotta be here for this person. I gotta be there for that person. Who the hell am I to be like? Nah, F that. Let me just focus on myself and my problems and not tend to these people who love, trust, and care about me. That was the only point in my life to where, as shit, Mikel, no. I, Because <laughs> I just felt as if I was doing a disservice if I wasn't man enough. Sorry about that. I wasn't man enough to be there for my loved ones in their time of need. Like I feel like that was the most I was ever tested. Oh, I forgot, guys! I was planning for a wedding during that time too. <laughs> I, 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 I was but, planning for a wedding hey, during that time too. I just um, know the man. cake. I know. Yeah. I right?
2: planning for a wedding. So I mean, that is and, no joke. And,
1: and for those who have been married or been part of weddings, y'all know how much work that is as well.
2: Well, so, I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta say something though. I mean, first and foremost, the rule of thumb is being a superhero is a young man's game period. Mm. Ain't too many, you know, Professor X, you know, stayed in a chair. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? Like it's, it works that way. And you're talking about a resilience that's probably built in over time, um, which is a wonderful thing. It it has strengthened you, it's given you a stronger constitution, and maybe you can carry more than others. But, you know, there's this uh, famous story of this guy named John Henry, and and i mentioned it before that that john henry's story is a one of facing adversity one that somebody was basically trying to take his livelihood and he had to stand against the test and win to keep his livelihood so he's doing what he felt like he needed to do as a man quote unquote to maintain the ability to provide for himself and, and his love and he championed the cause but he died minutes after so it's like you know you feel like you can do it because you're still breathing but you don't realize the 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 physical toll that taking on that stress does to your body like those tears they are connected to relieving some of that stress it ain't just about what you're going through it's your body recognizing kind of like what sam was saying about when he dropped the kids off he didn't realize he was crying The stress of sending his beautiful daughters off into this world without his protection was just too much stress on his biological function that his body released endorphins. And that's through crying. And and that's what I'm saying. Like You, to be safe, should recognize that if you're at a place where you're helping people and you're brought to tears, that's your sign that you need to back off. You've you've reached your limit. I'm glad yeah, you said what I'm saying. that, man.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I was that was going to be my question to you. It's like, okay, as as good people, people that are trying to do do good by people. I mean, you, he's he's talking about some of his very best friends, you know, yeah. some of the people that he rolls with, and and we all we we all be that we say things like that, and and I don't think we say, look, I'm gonna look out for your family arbitrarily. I think we really mean it. You know, we mean, hey, you know, anything happens to you, you know, I got, you know, I got we your, check your up son, home. your children, yeah. your, your, you know, your, your wife, whatever. And, and then those moments come and you have to figure out how to be, be there for them, but still be here because the mm-hmm. important part of it is you need to be okay in order to be able to help as long as possible. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? It, you, you go out here and you overextend yourself and, you know, you, you, you're stroking out a heart attack or right. passing and not, out.
2: And not your family in the same boat. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like, it's 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 about, I think with everything, I, I think it's about balance, right? As somebody who does that, I'm, I am that person. You know, I, I I I grew up one of those people that grew up really, really fast, had to work really, really early. Got you know, have have to take care of my brothers and my sister, and my you know, pay bills early, working on the weekends at Popeye's till midnight, you know, that kind of thing as a kid. And but you have to learn, okay, as time goes on, I got older, I have my own kids, I have my own family, I have you know, other people that are dependent on me you have to start to learn how to balance so that you can be here for the long haul, because that's what matters. That's the, from my perspective, that's
2: what matters. Right.
1: No, I agree. I mean, you know, with the, with me being married and, you know, one thing I've always wanted to be is a, is a father. So I, I understand early that, you know, family, my immediate family and their needs will, will always come first before anything. Like, because uh, I don't know if y'all ever watch them, them uh, cop movies where man's married to his wife 20 years and it's like one last case and she's like, baby, I want you to stay home, but I know you ain't going to stay home because the man I married would go out there and solve this crime or find this murder or whatever. There's no convincing you. And if you stayed home, you will be fucking miserable because Mm -hmm. you'll want to go out there and solve that case. Mm -hmm. Like, my wife understands that about me when it comes to uh, my Spencer uh, (laughs) James-type efforts. But she also understands that, and we've had the discussions to where, as you know, this is cool right now, but once there's a baby inside of me, like, understand... (laughs) Well
2: I gotta give it to him. I gotta give it back to you. The same I, I, as, Warren, I want you to understand something that you described a movie that is scripted to have a happy ending of some ca- sort of case. In this instance, you're you're not that character, and you will die. You will stroke out. You I'm not I'm not projecting that on you, I'm saying that it is physically impossible for you to continue to, to, to save everybody. Number one, people had, I help people that ask for help. That's rule number one. If nobody asks for help, then I'm a, I'm I'ma believe that they got it. You dig know what I'm saying? They, they figured yeah. it out. They, they know what they must do. If they ask for help, I, I get specific. What do you want help with Exactly because you know if you're telling me man i need somebody to help me out with this rent i i got i need i got five hundred dollars i'm short and i'm sitting on a hundred dollars am i the person they need to be talking to not at all i'm not and so if anything i probably make some calls and put you in contact with somebody that got a thousand that can give you five you know because they still able to take care of theirs and that's what i'm saying like it's not like sam said it's not the, the it's not necessarily the burden that kills you is how you carry it. And you have demonstrated and, and and explained how you carried it in a way that your body response was, this is too heavy as evidenced by when you broke down, when you were smoking, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the knowing your limitations is the, is the most powerful thing you can learn as a man. So
1: my I- How as a man outside of myself, for those listening, how would they know when outside of crying, how would they know enough is enough or like the the burden is is just getting too strong?
2: I mean, there's only a couple of areas that men look to to help, and that's financial and or on the emotional component. The emotional component for me is if I'm brought to a place where I've lost my ability to be logical so stress releases this chemical called cortisol which cuts off executive function cognitive function and your executive um executive function in your brain sorry um if i get into a place where i can't do anything except for ruminate over the problem then i know that i've gone too far i'm too close to it you know what i mean and i can't logically find a solution because there's always a solution but when you get too emotionally involved all solution um, work stops. So when you get to a place that you can't figure out something, sometimes that means you need to take a step back, take a break, you know, and, and go do something else. Go shoot ball, go shoot pool, go running, exercise, go have a a wonderful meal. Sometimes food releases certain chemicals in your body that counteract the, the stress hormone. So that's what you do.
1: It's funny you say that. I gained like ten to fifteen pounds during. I, I believe. <laughs> I hear
2: you. I feel you. But that's ultimately that's what you're trying to do. That is the emotional component. The financial stuff is you can't spend what you don't have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If anything, I'll if you're gonna ruin your credit and your finances, it, it better be you know worth it. And I ain't never heard of being worth it in somebody else's house.
1: Oh, oh no. So the
2: emotional side is where you trip yeah. up at. You have to know that if you get too emotionally involved with other people's problems, that's gonna create problems in your own home. That's why your wife drew the line in the sand.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and just kind of listening to you, Mikhail, the the, the beauty of, of what you said was that the from the financial piece, you can't spend what you don't have and the, the beauty of that is that's very simple to see like somebody mm-hmm. call you asking for something you look you're you looking at your your account you're like oh, I ain't got it it may stress you out for a second you don't have it but that that's one thing but from an emotional aspect it's just very very hard to draw that like line right to to say mm-hmm. oh somebody needs me right now from an emotional standpoint I'm not sure. From my standpoint, it's like, okay, well, I'm here. I, I, I'm i breathing. I'm living. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that it. from other people who are probably listening, that it's probably the same. They look at it the same way. It's like, you know, I'm here, you know? So, and, and I promised that I would be here for my, my, my boys, my boy's wife. I promise I'd be here for, from for my brother and my nieces or whatever. Like I promise that I'll be here for these people. And so when when you when you start to think about that it's like yes the money makes sense the emotion sometimes is just way more murky than uh than the than the money uh
2: example right i would i would challenge that to say well then you're you don't know yourself well enough and you're and you're operating from an archetype of what you think manhood is yes Yes, and, and we need to go. Go. We need
0: to go into that a little bit more because that's. I think that's the point that I'm trying to make. It's like, you know, we build these bonds as men. You know what I'm saying? We 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 have these conversations. We almost have packs like that. We put together like there's certain things that I'm gonna do for my homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Like for 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 my homeboys that I know would do the same for me. You know, right. and then when 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 you face with those situations you know let's just let's just use Warren's example because his friend is no longer here you know you you're always thinking like look if my homeboy is looking at me right now is he okay with the effort that I put in is he is he yeah. all right with does he does he feel as if I'm living up to those words I told him when he, when his heart was here, he was, he was living with me. He was sitting next to me. And then I think it's the pressure of that bond, the pressure of that pack, the pressure of that, that can become, you know, can can make it seem as if, you know, yeah, I got a little more that I can give. Yeah. I can go an extra mile. Yeah. I can drive, you know, that, 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 that extra time to go see, to go see his kids, whatever it may be, and so I'm just I, I'm I'm thinking of it from that standpoint. I'm like, man, like this gets deep, you know. When you talk about yeah. the the archetype for from 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 the man's standpoint,
2: let's be clear. I, what I what I'm definitely not cosigning is you abandoning, you know, your word and being the man that you say you want to be. What I'm asking you to do is to schedule better on when you deal with it. You know where you know you get 24 hours in a day you sleep supposed to sleep seven or at least eight rather and relegate that we're supposed to work eight hours and you know we tend to work 10. my point is is that outside of those dedicated times those kids that family you showing up is more important than you spending hours with them you know this is, it's a planned trip and that's kind of what i'm getting at like you plan time with them it doesn't have to be random it could be like you know what i'm at least come by once a month or i might shoot you a couple hundred for groceries like whatever that is define it and live up to that you know have a conversation with his spouse because you know i don't want to think about it right now but she's still here And she may want to have a life that may include somebody else, you know, realistically. Yeah. And so, you know, how much of a role should you be playing when you got your own family? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying don't be there for your people. I'm saying define it. Because once you you define it, you have something you can live up to. Otherwise, you just pulling shit out your ass. Like, oh, yeah, I think I think the kids are like these shoes.
0: And otherwise there's no limit.
2: There's right. no it, it goes on
0: forever, right? That's and, right. and and that's when you get you can get to the point where it's super taxing and super you know overwhelming.
2: Right. I'll give it to you this way, metaphorically, you know, since I kept saying how you carry it, how you carry mm-hmm. the weight. Yeah, yeah. Like when you go to the gym, you know, when you work out, say you deadlifting, right? There's a proper way to deadlift. And in a, an improper way right and if you keep lifting the improper way you more apt to have injury and and if you get injured then you won't be able to do the workout at all and what I'm hearing is that you are planning your support in the way that somebody improperly deadlifts and if you keep doing it that way you're going to injure yourself and not be able to show up at all and then how then think about the 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 guilt that you'll feel then you know, even though you are be like, man, my back is this, this, that, and whatever, or whatever happened that put you under, you still gonna be like, fuck, I'm not there for all. this yeah. I heard such such happen. Damn. And so now you're dealing with a whole other gambit of of emotions that you know you can't you can't replace those. You can't pour back into guilt or shame rather. And and I just think that that's the that's the part you need to be careful about. So, plan properly. Lift your weight properly so that you don't injure yourself and take yourself out of the game. That's, a,
1: no,
0: that's no. actually pretty pretty good sound advice, bro.
1: But, <laughs> I, right, and I, 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 I feel you on that, but at the same time, it's like, okay, say, you know, my brother's situation, that was, you know, a long-term thing. To whereas... Like, am I supposed to say, hey, man, I can't talk to you today. I just ain't got the energy for when well, you feel like. Warren, you're
2: human, too. And, and, you know, I think that's the part I keep saying to you. You know, being a superhero, I'm not saying you're not a young man. I'm just saying that you got real life going on, too. And if he doesn't know that, then, you know, you have to be the, the, the warden. Of your, of your mental health. You know, sometimes when your family calls, it's not the right time for you. Like, it's probably the... you probably in the worst space. I don't answer the phone if I'm in the worst space. Family, nobody. Because, I, I, you know, because if I'm not here, would it matter? Nah, if you're I'm not right. here, who your brother gonna call?
1: No, nah, you're right. But I guess for me, it's just more so... Man, it's like... If some shit would have go down, I and I wasn't there. Like looking in that mirror the next day, mm-hmm. I and I there. There were certain points in in my life to where as I couldn't look. It, it was very challenging for me to look in the mirror. And um, I'm at a point and been at a point for some good time to where as when I look in the mirror, I smile. And I'm fearful of. You know, if 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 I disappoint a loved one, or if I dis- if if I'm not you know who I said I am or have always been, of course I know progression. You know, being a better individual each day is the goal. Nobody wants to. Well, you shouldn't want to stay the same. You should always want to progress. But if I can't look in the mirror with my decision, I I, I would feel guilty or or shame. And like you said. And I know I have things I need to work on, but I I, I do feel as if, ah, like I, I grew up poor, man. Like my word is all I have, and if I said I was going to do this, like I got, right. I feel like I have no choice but to do it. And I know Look, you'll say you'll have a you have a choice, but in my but mind, no, I'm not gonna so not I'm not,
0: gonna not, say not, that. not not that. Look, this week, and I know this is, it sounds unrelated, but you said something where it's like if I let. My people down, and Will Smith apologized this uh, this this week to uh, to uh, Chris Rock and Chris Rock's mom and his family. And during that apology, he was saying that his single biggest trauma is letting people down.
2: Yeah.
0: And when I saw that, I was it, it it struck a nerve with me because it's like yo you're you're always going to let people down like that's that's almost guaranteed mm-hmm. that's almost a guaranteed thing and for him to say that that's his single biggest trauma it's like yo he's going to live his life traumatized
2: he struggles like, daily
0: and, and exactly and so for what i hear is the same thing i heard him say from what i'm hearing you say it's like mm-hmm. i just couldn't look at myself if i was to let my brother down one way or the other depending on you know what what it is but it's like the time will come it may not be today it may not be tomorrow <laughs> but the time will come that you will let your your brother down your your friend down your the 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 uh, the, the wife of your friend down the the time will come but, and you gotta be able to understand that That's just a part of the human experience that Mikel is trying to say. Look, you are human, man. You're but not a, a difference, you, you're though. not a superhero.
1: But, but there's there's Lawrence, a Lawrence. Lawrence.
2: It's no difference.
1: No, nah, I will, let me let me counteract that in a way to where it is. Okay. I we lie, so I don't give a F what most people think. <laughs> what most people think, but as far as like my loved ones, the one I care about the most. Like, that means something. Now, some random Joe Smoke, some random woman on the street, I ain't give two downs about what they think about Warren Pettis. Like, I could care less. Somebody, I care about the listeners. I care about the listeners. But, you know, <laughs> if, <laughs> somebody would say, man, I hate Warren ass. Okay, Negro, I don't know you, so it don't bother me. Uh, if a random person walked up to me after I did something, it's like, you really let me down. So, get over it. That's my attitude. But when it comes to my family, or even if let's say I I I did something to whereas got my brother upset, I'm not tripping off that. If I felt in my heart that was the right decision to do, but when it comes to like being there, that's my only thing. When it's hey man, it's emergency time. I you, like I emergency you, time well, that's what I'm saying. Or, that that's, that's the yeah. part
2: I'm trying to get at you, Warren. I, I as much as you love on the others, it 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 kind of shrieks a lesser love for yourself um, because it's like you you undervalue your existence based on how many people you can help versus the impact that the others would feel if you were gone. Hello, that's that's what I'm trying to get you to see. Like I need for you as much as you love them, I need you to love yourself more. So that you can be around and help when you can. You know what I mean? When it is an emergency or or or, or it duty calls, if you will. But you also have to understand that not every fire is a five-alarm fire. You know what I mean? So it's it's some some it's some uh uh not discretion, I'm thinking it is it's definitely a space where I want you to see the risk that you're taking by being everybody's fireman and and represent what that means to your wife because she gave a vow to be with you and I don't know what greater love that that can be than somebody that's not family to make themselves family by law no less like where's you gotta have some responsibility to her, if not for yourself. And and that's what I'm challenging you with. Like it's I mean, that's that's what I'm challenging you with. You just gotta, you know, take a step back and recognize that your coping skills that you use as you carry these burdens put you at risk. I, because, you know, because of
0: I'ma gonna, I'm gonna tell this story real quick is it's, this is my personal me and you have a very similar uh battle warrant and i had i faced this battle before um before me and my wife got married you know I, I i had to buy my mom a house i was paying majority of the bills my mom wasn't you know making a whole bunch of money um i i i was that person that my my siblings i got three siblings You know, that come to because I was the most financially stable whenever something happens or they needed something. My brother was in college. My other brother was, you know, was was just kind of getting his footing coming out of college. Uh, My sister was back in school doing a master's program. And, you know, that you're talking about struggling college kids, struggling mom. And, uh, you know, you know, struggling brother coming out of college and I'm the person they all come to for everything. Right. And I'm getting, I got engaged. <laughs> and my wife sat me down. She's like, okay, so how is this going to work? Like, how are you going to be the this person for all of these people and be that person for me? And, you know, as difficult as it was, I had to really take a look and say, okay, well, I want to be married to you. You know what I'm saying? My goal is to be married to you. I want to have a family. I want to raise a family. I want to be here for you. Even more than the ways I'm here for my brother, my sister, and even my mom at the time. I want to be there for you even more than that because you're going to be my wife. And, and what I started to see is the more I actually reevaluated what I was doing and take, take a step back, the other people that I was supporting were forced to take a step up. You know, and the more you do that, the more you start to see they are capable of walking longer without you. You know what I'm saying? They're capable of doing things without you. It's it's I I'm not gonna lie, I found myself worth in that, but then I started to see, like Mikhail said, no, I'm I I, I I'm worth it to give it to myself. You know what I'm saying? I am worth it to give it to my future family, my future kids, to give this effort and this emotional energy that I'm giving to my, my, my siblings, my mom, the financial energy that I'm giving to my siblings, my mom Mm -hmm. to, to, to put it into me and my future. I'm not saying you abandon them because my, my siblings know that they can still call me for anything if they need to. My mom knows that she could call me for anything if she needs to, but I put her, I put them all in a position where they understand that my needs come first. Cause if I'm not here to, to I'm not here, I can't help them. Yeah. And and I think that that's what Mikhail is saying is like, look, you gotta understand like you matter in this equation Mm-hmm. you are the most important piece of it. Cause once you're gone, then all of that, you're talking about all of the support, everything that you're trying to do is gone with you. And it's not going to stay.
1: Nah, that sucks. I mean, I understand that from a financial standpoint, cause it's just from easy. an emotional like, standpoint too. that, that, from that, that emotional that's, standpoint too, that's, the challenge like, for
0: me. That's that's what I'm saying. Like you, you have to see that the same way. Cause you're gone from an emotional standpoint, what you are to them emotionally is out the door as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Look at it, look, I mean, my people it. in a good space right now, I just, this was, well, no, this is, I'm saying no, this is good. good but no, it's no.
2: not even a question to that. I'm saying yeah. if, if you get smoked out, right. Cause you just dealt with a whole stack of issues. You smoke out, which means it's, it's a practice of escapism. It's basically you're trying to cut off the, the, the experience that you went through and relax, right? Yeah. That makes you not present at home. You follow me? Yeah, like whenever, like if if we hang up and I go and I drink a whole six pack of beer because I'm like, man, I'm worried about Warren. Wow. man. I, I hope that he understood where I was coming from. And I go drink this six pack of beer to kind of cut it off. Guess who I'm not present for now?
1: Those in your house.
2: Those in my house. And that's what I'm saying. You you got to see the value that you bring where you are and have fidelity about that. Protect that. And in protecting that, it makes you stronger because, you know, she pours into you. It makes you stronger for your family and friends that you're trying to be there for. But we have to find, we, like I said, you... The best way to do it is to have things scheduled out, be specific, and also, you know, write in some time for yourself. That when people call, they're going to have to, you know, wait for a call back. But you have to protect you in order to protect others. Because if you're not here, they're exposed. Yep.
0: Nada. Hey, I'm I'm gonna say this to you, Warren, and I think this is we, we, before we wrap. I'm gonna say this. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on this Warren. because I do feel as if this is something that men struggle with. I think we we take on these burdens and we think of it as. Be honest with you, like even something like okay, my partner, my partner dies. Being there for 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 his family after he's gone, we think of it as nothing. You know, we don't think of it as much, but it's not until you're doing it, you realize, yo, this is, this is heavy stuff. This is a lot. You know, this could be, this is taking a lot of my time or not just, just it's it's weighed on you a little more than you know, you know, because you're just trying to, you're trying to do what you feel is best. And Mikael just giving us those tools to at least compartmentalize how do we handle that. So that we can carry it in a better way, better space. I mean, it it just it it could do wonders for how we're handling this situation all the way around. Because we I know as men, we feel like we can carry whatever. We, you know, especially since especially like people like me, you, Warren, Mikhail. Uh we we are we we we've been dealing with stuff since we were little. <laughs> you know, yeah. you talk about the, the stuff you've been dealing with since you was a child. You're like, okay, well, there's just another thing, but it's yeah. it's we still got to be careful about that, mm. and be careful about about us and ourselves because we're not getting any younger.
2: That's what I was gonna say. It's we're not a, it's getting a any young younger. man's game. You survived it back then because you were young.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, final thoughts before we wrap, Mikel.
2: Uh, nothing else that I could add other than just saying, you know. We all have to find ways to cope with the stress that we face uh, day to day and in addition to uh, the, the impacts that happen with people that we care about. Um, but the best way to maintain a true resiliency, not just from young but up into your older age, is to create a pattern of self-care. Like you know if you end the hobbies, if you just do things that bring you joy. And even if and for the men, even if your women get mad at you <laughs> for <from> being joyous <laughs> and you enjoy yourself, you could ignore that. That'll pass. But yeah. but, you know, definitely find things that you can inject in your life that is joyous, that don't make you um, escape your family responsibility. So be present. Like if you if you like golf, go play golf. If you like shooting ball, go shoot, you know, a couple of pickup games and then come home and be present. You might be tired physically, but your body and your mind will be clear.
0: Yeah.
2: And you'll see it. You know, for those that are not doing anything, you'll see the difference. What about
0: you, Warren?
1: Um, more so to the people out there, not just the men. Um, understand what you can handle, understand what you can take. Um, be. Be vulnerable and honest with people if, you know, at a certain point you just mentally or emotionally can't handle the situation. But do so on a way to whereas, you know, you don't make them feel as if they're being a burden to you because that's a, a delicate situation. Because being there for somebody but at the same time just not having that energy at that moment, you don't want that person to feel like, they can't call or, or talk to you because a lot of times when people are in difficult situations, you know, if, if they're prideful, they'll have that feeling like, oh, shit, man, I, I ain't trying to burden anybody with, with, with the shit I got going on because I'm that type of person. Like, um, it takes a lot for me to break down and say, I need help. So if I were to call somebody or try to reach out to somebody and they make me feel as if I'm a burden, just like, well, well, effort, then I'll just, i just deal with it on my own. And that's not the most uh, mental and emotional right way of doing things. So uh, just having a better understanding of your situation, what you can handle, what you can give out and, when they call upon you just just be understanding and if you can't deal with it at that time you know be delicate in how you deliver that message and follow up you know uh my friend's uh wife is doing a lot better the children are doing much better my brother's in a much That's better a day, space yeah. now so you know it is it is a happy story at the yeah. end I, I would like you to
0: survived. point out before right. I would like to point out before we wrap and this is not for this is not for discussion. We got a lot of time. The man who wants to be the Superman for everybody don't ever want to be saved. Just interesting for another day. It's interesting to hear you say, "Yeah, I don't like to ask for nothing," mm-hmm. but but you also say, "I'm the I'm the guy that everybody comes to." For
1: have you thing. been talking to my wife? I, I, look, man, <laughs> I, I
0: have one. I have a wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and I, for more conversations like these, man, you guys can follow us. You Good Bro Podcast at Instagram, Facebook, uh, You Good Bro Pod on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys so much for following and listening. My name is Sam Dupe, and I am good.
2: Hey, this is Till and I'm good.
1: I'm Warren P, and I'm good.
2: All right, and just like that, we out. We people. out. Bro.